Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everybody to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I am so excited. You know, it was kind of a pinball desert. I'm not going to lie for news and stuff going on. Thanks, COVID. Earth's been closed. But October has come with a big old bang as it relates to pinball. And I'm incredibly excited about my three guests on today because they're going to be talking to you about one of the premier, if not the coolest ever pinball event going on this year. I am incredibly excited about it. I would like to welcome from Warren, Ohio, Mr. Rob Burke and joining us special guests, David Fix and Jeffrey Euler. Hi guys. Welcome. Hello. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm excited to talk about all things Pinball Expo. We're going to hear about the history of Expo and all the amazing things that are going to be coming with Pinball Expo, which is going to be uh, debuting next week virtually. So for all you folks that I can't fly to Chicago, I'm like, we're going to fix that for you. Anywhere in the world, wherever you are, you can be a part of Pinball Expo, which I think is amazing. Rob, uh, we'll start with you. We like to hear a pinball origin story, kind of where our folks came from and where they're at today. So can, can you tell us in, in a few minutes just your pinball story? Well, my story goes like this. First of all, Lawrence, great to be here and to see your wonderful, vibrant personality. How could anyone you know, be fall asleep or be down the dump? So <laughs> I'm going to call you when I have a bad day. Pinball has always been a part of my life. When I grew up, there was a machine sitting in my home, a 1947 United Babyface. So I got introduced to it very, very young. And um, I told my dad one year for the holidays, I said, hey, I'd like to get another pinball machine. And he got me a game called Texan from uh, Gotland, which is a game you don't see too often. But I, I love pinball, and my dad liked to play, so he kind of got me uh, interested in playing. And we would always have our tournaments in the basement, and that was a fun thing. And it, it really got me kind of hooked on pinball. And then when I uh, started getting a little bit older and going to college, I saw pinballing I'd never seen before. And this is before video games. So there was pinball in every college uh, uh, housing and, and buildings and restaurants. It was just pinball heaven. And, and at the time, you know, who knew that pinball would be part of my life so much? But I do know that I love playing it. I like the competition of it. I like to see the new games. And I got hooked, line, and sinker. So, you know, from that love, um, after college, um, I started reading all the books about pinball and the Colmer book was one of the early ones and Roger Sharp. And I got more involved with pinball. And then I started seeing all the designers and artists that were mentioned in these books. And I said, man, these guys are my heroes because these are the guys that made the games that I love playing. So that was the reason why I did pinball expo. It was to honor my heroes, the designers and the artists. And from there, I decided to do pinball expo. And uh, we did a questionnaire through Steve Young's Pinball Collectors Quarterly back in the 80s, 8040 to be exact. And an overwhelming response was, yes, it would be fun to do a national pinball collector show. And from that, uh, Pinball Expo was born in 1985. And we had maybe 100 attendees at the time, which I thought was pretty wild. And what was also wild was we actually had attendees from Japan, if you can imagine that. And that, that just blew my mind. I don't even know how they heard about it. But these guys came from Japan, and when the show was done, uh, it, it was a great event. I remember Dick Bouchelle saying it was a loving, 
Eleven was a typical, uh, typical uh, hippie terminology, you know, when you all come <laughs> together and love and kisses and all that good stuff. And he called Pinball Expo Eleven because it was the first time people had a chance to meet uh, people we'd heard about. Because through Steve Young, he was the only uh, avenue of getting the word out on pinball. But you'd read the article from a Gordon Hassey. So Gordon Hassey was there. And um, this guy and that guy and all these people amassed under one under one uh, roof. And we had uh, Elvin Golub, our guest speaker, which, I, which is another story how I got him. But the show was a great event. And in my mind, it was done. It was a one and done. And from that show, uh, people start calling me, hey, when's the next show? I said, well, there is no next show. We're done. <laughs> I honor my heroes. Oh, no, man, this is too much fun. Well, the rest is history. We're still going strong, and this year will be number 36. That's so fantastic. And listeners, we're going to find out way more about Pinball Expo, and we got lots more questions to come, but I want to give an opportunity to hear the pinball origin stories of our special guests, two gentlemen that are helping put on this year's Pinball Expo. And we'll start with you, David. Tell us a little bit about how you got into pinball and where you're at today. Lauren, like your story and your history, mine kind of follows the same way. Back in the the, uh, early 90s, I ended up buying a pinball machine. Believe it or not, uh, my first machine I bought at Aladdin's Castle. Um, I was back when I was working in the mall, you know, that place that we used to go hang out as kids. It was absolutely mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I bought a Indiana Jones at the time for a thousand dollars. Uh, and the crazy thing was, I mean, yeah, a Williams Indiana Jones for a thousand dollars. Who ever heard of such pricing, you know, but that's what it was back in the day. Um, and the nice thing is I didn't have a thousand dollars drop on it, but the guy at the Alliance Castle would take payments. So I put a payment, down payment on it, told him to keep the machine out there on the floor and we'll keep it going. We ended up, uh, I got talked out of that machine by my family, my father, my mother, like, no, you don't want this. It's going to be, you know, you need to save money for other things and all this other stuff. So I ended up trading that back in. But I've had a love affair for pinball for a long time. One of my favorite machines, and I remember playing it when it first came out with Black Knight in the arcade. My uncle had taken me down into... Uh, play the black knight and it was kind of funny i don't know how he knew about when new machines came out but he did know and he said oh yeah there's a new machine out it's a black knight okay let's go try it and that hooked me and it wasn't until later that i knew that the these designer guys by the name steve ritchie and mark ritchie so it was pretty cool um then i uh, met the girl uh my, my wife and uh she loved to play pinball and we played pinball dating. We went to different locations. We went to, you know, different areas down where she lived in Florida and where I had up here in Buffalo. And then we did that sensible thing. We got married. We settled down. We took, you know, time with each other. You know, we paid bills. We were the adults. We didn't play pinball. Then when we went back to play pinball many years later, they weren't around. So that led us to find the machines. And uh, as, as crazy as it was, we started looking around. We ended up going on to the Pennsylvania Game Room Warehouse in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, four floors chalked full of pinball machines. It was just crazy how many machines were sitting up there. Um, And uh, that's not where I bought my first machine, but uh, I ended up buying it more local. I found a a pin bot and a bride of pin bot. And I bought, we were like, well, it's the husband and the wife. And my wife loves the bride of pin bot. And I always loved pin bot. And, we ended up loving both of the machines. And then, unfortunately, like Lay's Potato Chips, that just extended into this giant collection. And, um, well, a friend of mine was talking to me. He says, have you ever been to this thing called Pinball Expo? And I was like, no. 
And then I ended up meeting Rob Burke and his partner at the time, Mike, and uh, the the history that just kind of expanded. We just kept going back to Chicago every year. And my wife has family in Chicago, so we'd go back and see grandma and grandpa, and we'd go to Pimble Expo. So it was absolutely cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Our other special guest, who I understand is the the tech whiz and videographer master, Mr. Jeff Oler. Um, Jeff, how did you get involved with uh, Pinball and then, of course, Pinball Expo? My story is a simple one. In the bowling alleys in the early 80s, I found a Xenon pinball machine and the sound effects and the presentation won me over. So I instantly fell in love with the Xenon. Um, my little, my story is interesting, is very interesting because I really collect arcade games from the eighties versus pinball, but I got a Baywatch pinball machine in 2006. And then it just went from there. I just fell in love with pinball. Then I ended up with a fishtails and a no fear and, um, star Wars that, episode one back here and a bunch of other, but I love pinball machines. They're just so different from video games, um, different community, different, just a different machine. And it's fantastic. The gameplay is great. Um, t- just a really hands-on experience. I met Rob Burke. It, we, we met when he bought a game from one of my friends here in Columbus and we've been attached at the hip ever since. So then I helped him with a show called AVGR. And then I joined him for Pinball Expo and I haven't looked back. So um, we've amassed a ton of media elements since we revived the show in 2018. And it's just been a, a joy to be a part of this. And we're great to have Jeff with us, too. We love him. He's, he's like the, the go-to guy when it comes to AV stuff. So we love it. It's passion. It's all passion. He's like you. He's full of bubbles and joy. <laughs> well, all of you, I can sense the passion and enthusiasm for pinball and for this event. Rob, the Pinball Expo has been going on for 36 years. And when we all think of pinball events, we think about them in person. So kind of walk us through this year. You guys were planning something. And then, of course, high COVID <laughs> and high pandemic. So how was that a challenge for you and your team to figure out what the next steps were for Pinball Expo and its next kind of iteration. Yeah, so it's a real interesting story. And the story goes like this. I had a contract with the hotel, which I made last year. And the hotel said, I am under obligation to fulfill that contract. So I would say to them, but, but wait a minute, how can I have it? We have COVID and not only that, but uh, you're uh, – the whole state is shut down, so how can you have a show? Well, we expect you to do it uh, if the governor re- releases the uh, amount of people that can come in an event, that we, it'll be 500 or more, then you have to have the event. So it was really uh, some sweats going on for a long time and some discussions back and forth, heated discussions. So finally, I told the hotel, I said, look, I just can't get notice a week uh, before the event, in, in, in the uh, in the event that the governor lifts the ban, I said, I need to have a little bit more time. So he said, okay, September 1st. If you can uh, tell me by September 1st that uh, it's either on or off, that'll make my life at least bearable. And September 1st came and went, and I called that guy up as fast as I could. He said, hey, no event, right? Right. 
So he released, released me from the contract, which would have cost me a lot of money. We're talking five figures, and I mean many five figures, uh, if I had canceled on my own. But because the state canceled it and wouldn't allow big events, I got out of the contract, and that's when we started making the the, uh, the mention, the talk of even doing a virtual show. It really wasn't my idea initially, but either Dave or Jeff said, hey, why don't we give it a whirl? And then the, the things got started moving, and, and they moved quickly. And the more that I was working on it from my end, end anyways, the more I got excited because I saw opportunities in the virtual show that we couldn't do in a live show, as silly as it sounds. And, um, and that includes a lot of European um, contributors. So this is all happening, and it's happening so fast that poor Jeff is putting the schedule together, and, you know, we keep adding more seminars. So I've always been the seminar chairman, and Dave's kind of been the vendor chairman. But uh, the seminars are coming out of the woodwork, So and Dave's planning some as well. So that doesn't make Jeff happy because, guys, where am I going to put them all? But somehow we're going to squeeze them, either that or we're going to extend the hours because, you know, we're at the lifeline of these people offering their services. And the fact that they're doing it and providing us a video that they're producing from their end, we can't uh, we have to thank them so much for helping us out. And it's it's going to be a really outstanding event. And Lauren and Lauren, just to touch on Rob a little bit here, um, we were we've been, you know, planning a, a show. It's not something you just pick up the phone and the show is done. So we started planning for this year's show after last year's show. We had meetings. We were all in Warren, Ohio. What was that, in March? February. 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 And we're sitting down. We were coming up with what we're going to do, where, what the games are going, and what, what we're going to feature. We even had the T-shirts designing starting. We had all this stuff like in the woodworks. We even started the talking theme, about The theme, too, Dave. We had a really great theme, which I won't mention. Yes, that's right, because we're probably going to – carry it over to 2021. Uh, <laughs> but we, we, we had a great theme. Uh, we, we, we really were like really Jones it. And we started getting some of our speakers and then COVID hit. And we kind of like, you know, like Rob said, we just kind of held off. Well, it was in July. I started talking to some of the vendors that I deal with. And uh, I said to them, I said, listen, it was COVID and everything else. And you guys can't show it. And it was basically the Stern guys. I went and I said to Gary Stern and, and the, the crew there, I said, listen, we need to, uh, I mean, would it be better just to do a virtual tour of the of the factory? And Gary Stern said, love it. Let's do it. I don't care. We can do that. We can, you know, we started talking about a virtual show. And then I bumped into Rob and Jeff and I said, listen, guys, they want to do a virtual thing. I said, I think we can do this all together. And then Jeff just ran with it. He's like, yeah, we can, we can do this and I can do all these cool graphics and we can pull them in and we can do seminars. And, and then I think Rob and I were talking one day, I said, why don't we get some of the guys from Europe? And uh, well, it's just, it's just been this opening of the floodgates. Don't tell too much. I'm not telling too much. By the way, one more thing I want to mention, since everyone is sitting down, there is no charge to view this event. That is the, I think the biggest thing to me about this event. So, you know, 2020, I, I'll call it y'all. It's been a dumpster fire. Um, but You know, we can't go out. We can't go see our friends. And, you know, it, that's been a bummer. But then when we do go to these events, these events can get expensive, especially if you're traveling. You've got your ticket into the event. You've got your hotel. You've got your airfare. And now you're going to get that entire pinball expo experience 
for free. I mean, you can't put a price tag on that. You're getting all this pinball content for free because a lot of events have unfortunately just canceled. They haven't been able to do a virtual option. And I'm excited to see the, the content that you guys are putting together. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that with you. I was on the website, you guys, if you want to find out more, pinballexpo.net. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the show schedule. So the event is going to kick off on Wednesday, October 14th. And you have the expo kickoff. I have Robin Tone's Pinball Marketplace. And um, I just wanted to kind of hear about, we'll go day by day and, and kind of talk about what you can, because I don't want to spoil the surprise for, I, I can, for anything. <laughs> I can give you a high level detail, not detail, but very high level kind of thing. And we're excited about each day. And one huge thing is all these people that are joining in to help us, the big and the tinier, their smaller groups, they have sent in some miraculous content. We have... Todd Tucky, we've got Stern, we've got American Pinball working on something, we've got Jersey Jack sending us stuff. We have got um, we have got a library of content from last year's show that no one's seen. So it's really gonna give the viewer something unique. Um, it's just we're very excited about delivering it. And it, and it seems very interactive. And I understand that you guys are gonna be not only, you know, on the website, but on Twitch as well. Yes. Is that where you're going to be streaming all the content? Is it going to be Twitch only? Or are you guys going to be on any it, of the other platforms? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do Twitch is the base. And then I'm going to run it, the feed over to the website. So people will have a lot of access points. And I might, depending on how it goes, we might send some of the feed to, fa to our Facebook page. So it, we're just going to try our best to bring in the audience the best we can. But Twitch gives us high quality it gives us an easy access point. So we chose Twitch versus some of the other ones. Plus, Jeff, you might want to mention they don't have to sign in. It's, it's already pre-done. Yeah. And if you do sign in to Twitch, then you can participate in the, um, the chat. But if you don't sign in, you still can see the video like full tilt. Right. Right. Full and, and so... For 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 my listeners um, that are, we've talked about Twitch before. We had on, you know, the the ladies from Hot Nudge. Um, we've had on some other different streamers. You know, we're friends with Jack Danger. Um, Twitch, the way it works is you would download the app and you can watch it on your phone or on your desktop, whatever laptop. Um, if you actually download it and sign in, you can chat with um, the people streaming. If you don't sign up for Twitch, you can still watch it. You just wouldn't right. be able to interact with them. Right. And, and Lauren, the other reason we did that is because when we're running some of the seminars, if you have a question that you want us to ask to the people who are doing the seminars, you're going to you're going to chat that in. And then the moderator is going to ask that question to the uh, the guys who are running the seminar. So if you like if you wanted to ask American Pinball why their graphics are like this or why the gameplay or what the next game is or something along those lines, you could actually chat that and you might get some little nuggets of gold and the moderator will pass your your questions on. So pretty and cool. Lauren, something else that's real big that we're very excited about is the bells and chimes are participating with us on Thursday. And that is a big deal because I love the bells and chimes. we got a chapter here in Columbus. Um, Therese oh. Edwards. She is fantastic. Jen Roper. And then I've talked to Frieden a lot and they got their own slot on Thursday. So we're, we're going to rock that out. 
Yeah, you you beat me to the punch, Jeff. So um, we're going to roll into Thursday. I am so excited. I've seen the buzz on all of the Bells and Chimes forums. Listeners, I mean, I know I, I know I have men that listen to the show, but most of my listeners are, are women who are involved in the sport. Um, but it's so exciting. It's a virtual tournament. You guys can participate. If you want info, I'll, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but there is info on the Facebook page. The event's being hosted by Bells and Chimes Columbus, who we've had on the show. Um, and me and I've even been on Jen's video show on YouTube. It's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited that you guys would, you know, have Bells and Chimes be a part of your event this way. It, it warms my heart um, at being a Bells and Chimes organizer as well. Um, so I'm really excited, you guys, just uh, for your situational awareness. That's going to be Thursday with a kickoff at 9 p.m. So um, if you guys want to either participate or watch some awesome gaming go down nine o'clock and that's Thursday. And right before that, um, I believe is going to be American pinball. It's 9 p.m. Eastern time. Is it Eastern? Yeah, Eastern okay. And, yep, Eastern. So everybody that time for bells and chimes is going to be 9 p.m. Eastern and you guys can join in and all the fun. It's going to be so exciting. And right before that, you know, because you, you're going to hang out with us all weekend. I know you are. Is going to be American pinball talking about um, their machine and their process and that's going to be so much fun to watch and we're going to roll into friday the 16th and this seems to be like a packed day kicking off at three o'clock there is some tba slots so i'm sure that rob you and team are going to have some surprises for us i am involved with something on this day i got um, asked to do a, a video for one of the events on friday and i was very excited and and proud to to do something for that. So, but I'm excited. We're going to have an interview with Joe Kamakow and George Gomez with Making of the Beatles. How did it come about that you guys decided to do a sit down with Joe and George about the Beatles? I had spoken to Joe privately about the Beatles maybe uh, six months or a year ago. And he kind of expressed that only he would be crazy enough to pull off such an idea of getting the licensing for the Beatles, because it had it, been in the mind of uh, Beatle and, and pinball players for years has been mentioned. Boy, wouldn't it be cool to have a Beatles pinball? And Joe was the only guy I know that could pull it off, and he uh, explained to me some of the involvement, this is over the phone, as well as the cost, which is massive. So I said to Joe when, when we got closer to doing the show, uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want any help doing the seminar? And I said, yeah, that'd be good. And I said, wait a minute. I said, how about we'll call the seminar the making of the Beatles pinball machine or the $1 million pinball machine? And he said, let's call it a hard day's night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe Kamakow uh, is a great guy that's been involved with the Expo for years and years, going back to the early years. And he never failed us. And, and he's, this is going to be one interesting seminar. Even myself, he's going to tell some stories about the behind the scenes that even I haven't heard. Everybody, tune in, man. This is going to be really interesting. Or as Rob and, says, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> Let me tag on, right, guys? Get ready. Yes. Dave and I feed off of Rob because, Rob, he is so connected in the pinball world. It's just so great. Rob will say, hey, Jeff, we got this. And then Dave and I will work with Rob and we'll just run with it. So Rob is the the Jedi master of, of this whole thing. 
I don't think you could have Pinball Expo without Rob, even though oh, no. I have not been to the event. I have heard such wonderful things about Rob and this show. I, I've talked about it on previous episodes. You know, I'm like, if you're going to go to like the pinball show, it's Pinball Expo. You know, it, it started out small and now it's huge. It's one of the biggest pinball shows in the world. And it's, it's in pinball's hometown. Uh, of Chicago, Illinois. So you can't argue with that. I knew several people that went last year and they were like, it was amazing. Um, so again, you know, with us having this virtual opportunity to participate and then kind of see what the magic of Pinball Expo is and, and being able to share that, I think it is so exciting. And and Friday, even to continue, you know, you're going to have, you're talking to the folks from Project Pinball. You're going to talk with Joe Kamakow and George Gomez. You know, these aren't easy interviews to like get. They don't, they don't come out and do interviews all the time. Uh, Jersey Jack Pinball for two hours. We're going to talk to Todd Tucky uh, with TNT Amusements and, you know, more, more pinball gameplay. You don't get content packed in like this into one show. Like this isn't, this is unusual. The final day of the show is going to be Saturday, October 17th. There's lots of TBA here. So I'm excited because I feel that that's going to be special content that we're going to hear about. I'm super excited. Lauren, (laughs) we have got, we have got so much content in the website. Yeah, the website's a little incomplete, but we're like on the hour we're changing this. So um, keep keep that posted, and we're definitely working to get a full schedule to our to our pinball world. Oh, sure, and I, I'll link the the website listeners. But as soon as I get a schedule, I'll definitely put up that all on my social media, so you guys can be aware of what's going on. A few things that were posted was sit down with Steve Ritchie talking about the Atari years with host Jack Danger. I think that's going to be a great sit down. Uh Yeah. Two interesting pinball characters um, talk, and you don't hear a lot about his Atari years. You know, it's always usually kind of on point with Stern. So I think that's going to be a really interesting sit down. Of course, we talked about the Stern uh, factory tour. We're going to hear from Trent Augustine and you guys know, I have my Trent Augustine story at, I'll have to tell it to you guys because it's kind of funny. So like pinball Lauren's going to her first pinball event. I signed up for the bat city open. I had no idea what I was doing. I just show up. I'm like, hi guys, like let's play. And who's the first person right out the bat that I get put into a, a group with Trent Augustine. I have no idea who Trent is. Like I didn't know. And I'm like, wow, he's really great. <laughs> and, then, and then after we're like, they're like, he's like the top 10 player in the world, Lord. I'm like, oh no, I feel so dumb. And then like the next Bat City Open that I went to, we were in the same first group again. And I told him the story and he's incredibly gracious and, and really funny. And, and listeners, you've heard the story when I had Deborah on the show, but it was so much fun. Um, getting to know him. And I think that's going to be a great uh, all access tour segment. And again, more, more gameplay, which I need because I, there's not enough pinball in my life. And I will vouch. I was with Trent last night. We were playing Elvira. We were playing the new Avengers Ellie. And we've got some wonderful content from Trent on, we're bringing things that people don't see. We're bringing pinball lives to you. And it's so cool what we're going to show. Yeah, Trent's no, a big part of it. Yeah, Trent's a big part of this. And I think that and, that's and, the other thing too. Like you have so much content that's out there that we usually have to go to various streams for. Like we have to go to like this YouTube page or this Twitch stream or to this, you know, um, uh, Instagram live, whatever. Where you're bringing it all together under one roof into one space that we can can share pinball and our love of pinball. And I and I think that's terribly exciting. Expo has always been about bringing that whole content together. I mean, most of the guys come to the expo and they say, there's so much going on at expo that, that we can 
do streams for the next six years on all the content that's going on at Expo. A uh, good friend of ours and of the of Expo, um, I'm trying to think of his name. Good Lord, it's escaping me. He's in um, uh, the Netherlands, Nate Shivers. Oh, Nate. Mr. Coast Nate, to Coast had, himself. Mr. Coast to Coast himself. Nate, I had him come to Expo, and he said this is just crazy. He says, I, I just got so much content here. I'm like, and I'm like, Nate, have you met this guy? Well, who's this guy? Oh, this is John Borg. By the way, this guy over here, that's, you know, and that's what Expo has been always great. Rob assembling this crazy cast of pinball legends roaming the halls of, of a show now are going to be roaming on this virtual TV show that's just going to be jam-packed with pinball content. So if you've been watching old TV shows or old, uh, you know, shows from 10 years ago of an old uh, pinball show, maybe a few years back, get ready because now you're going to watch some fresh stuff and get some new content. One thing about Pinball Expo, Lauren, that you touched on was the amount of content of pinball information out there in the community. And uh, I can really attest to that because in the early years, we had maybe 10 to 12 hours of uh, seminars. And, and today's shows, uh, including this year's virtual show, you know, we're going to be hitting on uh, 40 to 50 hours. And, and there's more that can be had. So that's one thing that I have found myself doing, at least in past expos, is we would start sometimes 9 o'clock some mornings. But the seminars kept pumping in. I started at 8 o'clock. And then we'd run till 10 o'clock at night. But the seminars keep coming in, so I'd go to 11 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock at night. Sometimes I've had seminars run over each other in different rooms. So, you know, there's just so much content out there. But that's the one thing that Expo kind of prides itself on. There's two things that make us unique over the other shows is the amount of uh, information you can learn from it through the seminars and also the autograph session, which I think is a really cool thing. Now, no autograph session this year, fans. Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, we bring people in fall over that sign autographs for a lot of people that it's a, it's a great pleasure to meet these people. I know for Jeff, he went crazy. Last year we had some guys from Spain come in. And I remember uh, to meet George Gomez for the one guy was like the, the end of the world. He basically got down on his knees and, and said a prayer for the guy. But um, a lot of these guys are icons in, in their, you know, in their own, their own community and then what they offer to the, in, to the pinball industry. I know Dave Christensen, a lot of these guys from Europe go crazy over Dave Christensen for his artwork and what he represents uh, to, to the community out there. So uh, it's fun to meet these guys, and they're very open-minded. They'll sign autographs, take pictures with you. And that's one thing that makes uh, Expo also quite unique. You know, Pinball Expo, when it was thought about, you know, when it, we talk about it at first, everybody, oh, it's the manufacturer show. Because in the sense of, like, it being in the backyard of Stern and, you know, all of the pinball that is located in Chicago, but realistically over 36 years, you've developed a con. Like essentially this is pinball con. We call it pinball expo. This is a pinball con. I mean, with everything that you're offering, it's always content, content, content. Last year, you guys had Cassandra Peterson as that, that featured guest doing autographs. Even though, you know, guys, the world is wacky in 2020 and this is virtual, you're still getting so much content and actually you're getting more content and it's being delivered right to your home. So I think that and it's content that you can interact with due to Twitch. I think that's incredibly amazing. Rob, after all these years, like even with, you know, you going virtual this year, did you ever think Pinball Expo would get this big? Um, you know, the thing is with me, I was always a visionary. So to answer your question, yes. You know, I, I had a, a partnership early on that um, 
kind of didn't have the same vision I did about Expo. But uh, now that, you know, I'm kind of on my own now with the, doing the show along with the help of these two fellows, uh, I've been able to expand that vision. And there, it can't get big enough. There is no mountain we can't climb. The only bad thing is, and this is a warning to Dave and Jeff, is as great as we make it this year, it's got to be better next year. And that's kind of the mindset I always have. You know, we've got to keep stepping forward and, and try to make it great for everybody and, and continue to make it great. And Rob, that has been our model. We've always said we've done this this year. Wait till next year. We got to no step doubt. it up one more notch. I think this show will be a testament to that statement that Rob said. And I just want to piggyback on some things he said. You're going to see a clip of Cassandra in this show. You're going to see the Hall of Fame video in this show and literally i got my cameras right there with everybody and it's so cool to, and they were so they were all so welcoming and they they gave me stories about their development or they would just talk about expo so this is really a really a great show lauren one thing gonna get bigger one thing else i want to say when i first did the show it was always a hobbyist show to be honest with you i had reached out to the industry to see if they could be part of it but I always felt in my heart that the industry, the show would not exist without the industry. And that's why I felt the show had to be in Chicago. But I remember in the early years, Roger Sharp saying, when he worked at Williams, he said, listen, we come here, but it doesn't really make sense to come to your show because you're a hobbyist show. You're not an industry show, and we can't sell equipment at your show. And it's funny how things are reversed now because the hobbyists are some of the bigger buyers of the of machines compared to the industry, at least for this time. But um, it's interesting that all these guys, I think, felt that. But still, from day one, they all still supported the show and came. So that's why I'm always indebted to the industry. And um, it's because of them that's helped the show continue to, to continue to grow. It's very evident just by the amount of industry players you have that are going to be participating this year. So one other great thing I know that we've done at Expo a lot that has just been great for the hobby is the home brews. And every year we've been featuring the home brews a little bit more. And this year is not going to be any different. Uh, Jeff and Rob, we we love the homebrew guys and what they're brewing up brand new pins. I mean, look, Keith Elwin came from the homebrew with Archer to go to Stern. So, we always promote the homebrew guys as much. And uh, Jeff, we already got the the stuff from the homebrew guys, right? We got we got some we got yeah we got some good stuff from the homebrew guys. Can, can you guys give me like a little tidbit? Do you, are there any like homebrews that of like a theme or something I may know? Actually, it's it's like it's dedicated to the really hardcore homebrew guys like Ed Owens and that group. It's um there's a mix of them. There's like eight different guys in the one video oh that's, that's so not, exciting i'm not giving you too much information but it's <laughs> there's a great mix and and i'm gonna i'm gonna lead into a little segment too here lauren i want to just tell you there's going to be a, 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 a seminar on saturday around five o'clock called pinball insider and why i talk about this there's going to be a special homebrew announcement on pinsider which will be key point for pinball expo 2021 so this is exciting rob get ready <laughs> so you know make sure you guys catch the pinball insider at uh, five o'clock on saturday uh we're going to actually have um this is 
specifically time because we're going to have Lincoln from all around the world from contributors of the pinball community. And uh, I think you guys are going to be excited and the little special announcement for the homebrew guys. One more thing for you before we sign off. Of course. We're, I'm waiting for one final video. Sorry, Jeffy. But oh, that's okay. This last video will be um, showing next year's venue. The location, the hotel, the parking. And one interesting thing about the Dave's especially excited about is at this particular venue, you can drive into it's on the first floor. You can drive right into the, the venue to unload your products. So it anyone that's come to Expo in the past, they know it's a real pain. You got to go through the hallways and behind the door and down this path and around the corner and so forth to set up your booth. Whereas this year, you can bring your entire booth and drive right up to your booth, unload, and drive your car out of it. So that's going to be a big wow. Most Dave's excited about that. Oh yeah, very much so. So we're going to it's going it's, it's to be a little bit of a nightmare too to schedule everybody to bring their stuff. Okay, you're bringing your stuff in because I can't have fifty thousand cars in this building, but we will definitely make a good schedule out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's Lauren, so great. Two little notes. Two little mm -hmm. notes for your your channel. Rob's this Twitch broadcast will be broadcast from Rob's basement. So yes. the backdrop is going to be miraculous. We will be featuring some rare pins during the broadcast. Also, the broadcast kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. So it, that's the kickoff time. Unless, Jeff, you get more seminars, you got to make it here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've already we talked about that this morning. We've already been in. And the other thing, Lauren, I'll just tell you is that Rob and Jeff and I have been at Warren, Ohio. We've been in meetings. We call each other, I think, every day. We're talking every day about the show. And, you know, it's just a labor of love. We just, we're just loving this to put this all together. Well, and uh, You know what helps, Dave, also? There's a good chemistry here. You know, you, you can have yes. a bad chemistry in, in any operation, and it, it, it puts a damper on it. But we're all kind of on the same page for the same mission. And at yep. the end of the day, we're all smiling because we want Basically, the show is for you, people out there in, in, in pinball land. It's for you to enjoy, and uh, we, we certainly hope to do it because we're, we're putting a lot of effort into it. And it, it should be a blast. Yeah, and, it, and it's basically to, to support the industry, but not only at the hobbyist. Give you guys the content. Give you the backstories that you've always wanted to know. I mean, I mean, there's stories I've heard of about Steve Ritchie and, and Roger Sharp and all these great icons that, you know, time – Right now, could not cover all the information, but being part of that and expo and showing that off is just—it's just amazing. Definitely, I'm—I'm th I'm just so excited, you guys! It's going to be fantastic. So, again, listeners, we'll put more information in the show notes about when, where, and what you're going to expect. And if we find out any exciting new updates, we'll definitely update the schedule as well. And again, guys, I want to. Um, you know, foot stomp that this is all going to be completely free content that you're going to be able to stream. The event is going to be Wednesday, October 14th through Saturday, October 17th. It's um, it looks like it's mostly in the afternoon and in the evening. So, you know, I mean, I could watch pinball content all day. No lies, as y'all well know. <laughs> uh, but you're going to um, have some time to get some snacks and things. So don't worry. Um, but again, it's completely free. 
and it's going to be so, so much fun. And I am incredibly excited to have uh, you gentlemen on the show. Rob, I knew who you were. Like, I was like, Rob, he does the Pinball Expo show. He's, he's kind of like Pinball royalty. He's very famous. And I have to do a, a quick shout out for you because you're also a viral TikTok star, Rob. I have heard. <laughs> for, for listeners, those of you who don't know, Rob has like your dream arcade basement. And his daughter, Riley, did some TikTok videos and they have gone viral you know, six figure viral, like almost a million views on TikTok. How does that feel, Rob, that you're like now this like internet sensation, even beyond, you know, the pinball world? What's crazy is, you know, whenever my daughter says, hey, let's do a quick little clip here. I call it, but hey, TikTokers. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a social guy. You know, I, I don't really get into stuff like they do, but uh, it's been fun. And I try to make it upbeat and uh, lively and Someone said about starting a fan club for me and I should have my own site and all this stuff. It's, it's uh, pretty mind-boggling. I, I can see how someone who is uh, just the average Joe all of a sudden hit stardom hits him. You know, it, it's like, wow, me? You want to hear about me? So it's, it's pretty wild. Listeners, I don't have TikTok, but I am aware of what it is. I don't, you know, I just don't have it because I'm like, I have to like, I had to cut myself off from some of the, the social media apps. You know, the kids are into it, y'all. But when I went back and watched the videos, Rob, it just like the joy is so infectious. You're like the Pied Piper for pinball. You're like, you're the guy. And it's so exciting to to see this event, you know, morph into this opportunity to share with so many more people and our friends all over the world that are into pinball. So um, congratulations for, you know, making this happen to, to each one of you, Rob, Dave, Jeff. Uh, I'm so excited for you. And um, we are going to put all the info about Pinball Expo in the show notes, you guys. And again, I want to thank each of you for being here. Guests who come on the show, we have a segment called Inside the Pinball Arcade. And it's a riff on the inside the actor studio from the 90s and where I ask you a bunch of like pinball questions and we find out more about your pinball mind. Would you guys like to play? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, guys. So we're going to play inside the pinball arcade. The way this is going to work is I'm going to ask a question and then I will ask each one of you for your answer on that question. And there are seven. So here we go. Question number one. And we'll start with you, Rob. What pinball game do you love? EM or Solid State? It, one pinball game, just overall. It can be either or. I'll say Theater of Magic. Very nice. Very nice. Dave? I'm going to have to go with Indiana Jones, Williams. Uh, I can understand. You, you have a sentimental attachment, although mm -hmm. it's also fantastic. So, yeah. and, and Jeff? Okay. Pinbot. It, whenever I see oh. it and play it, it just draws me right to it. I can't stop playing Pinbot. Love it. I am a, a Barry Ausler fan. Pinbot was the first pinball machine I ever played. So I have a special place in my heart for, for the Pinbot family. It's um, fantastic. Yeah, it's a great game. I it's have a I have a I have a soft spot for it too. I've owned ten pinbots in my in my collecting <laughs> career. Every time I get a chance, I find one. And people say, oh, we're going to part this out. No, you're not. I'm restoring this thing to immaculate condition and selling it. It's going to cost more to restore it. I don't care. I love Pinbot. So yeah. he's right behind there with uh, Indiana Jones. I love it. I love it. All right. Question number two, what pinball machine do you hate? Rob, do you have one that you just don't, you're like, nope, nope. It's gotta be hard for someone like you. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys go first. I'll let me think about it. <laughs> All right, Dave. 
I'm going to have to say Big Ben from Williams. Uh, 1975, I think, want to say, or four. It was just kind of a filler pin. Uh, yeah. I know some shows have given it away. That's the kind of pin I would – I mean, I love pinball. I, I mean, you can – I've always got my hands around it. I've played it a bunch of times, but I'm just like, ugh, it's I got to think Lauren, I'm done when you're ready. All right, Rob, what's your answer? What pinball machine do I hate? All Chicago coin EM pinballs. <laughs> because wow. they're, a pain, they're, they're a pain to fix? Well, that plus just the layouts are really lame. Now, what about that cool one you got in your basement? You have one, one in your basement? The one that's good, Casino. Everyone out there in TV land and podcast land, look for Casino. It's the only one worthwhile having in that. From that you know, story. Lauren, I've known I love that it. Rob, strong take, strong take. <laughs> and it's funny because I know Rob like never liked Chicago Coin. I was down in his basement. I see this Chicago Coin. I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean, and he's like, you got to play it. So he is right. It is a good pin. You know why? Also, I like that Chicago Coin. That one game only. You got to have at least one game of theirs because you got that chugga chugga chugga, whatever that thing resets yeah. and plays. It's got its own unique sound. I will, I will definitely have to check out Casino. I've seen pictures. I've never had a chance to play one, so I will have to check that out. Jeff, game that you hate. I'm going to be politically correct here. It's a hybrid <laughs> pin. I don't really care for Granny and the Gators. I, I love Baby Pac-Man, but Granny and the Gators, it All just those, misses yeah. the mark. Yeah, um, That's a good that's answer. That's it. Yeah, th this is always a tough question for people because I get one, like, either from the folks who really like to work on machines, they're like, oh, I don't like working on this machine. The tournament players are like, this is the one that took me out of X tournament. So it, th this is always kind of, uh, and people are like, I don't hate any of them. I'm like, fair enough, fair enough. All right, question number three. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be the sound a mechanism makes. This can be a call out or this can be music or a soundtrack to a machine. Yeah, and we'll start with you. It's, it's the replay knocker. Oh yeah, love it. That's the best. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Down here and that bang. Yep. I and love and it. I'll point out, I'm I'm kind of with Rob with the knocker, but it's got to be an actual knocker, not that sound knocker that Stern tried to push yeah, out a few years back. A real coil pop, and I, I do love the music from uh, well all the DMD games that came out the, with the uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Theater of Magic, they See, had that, thing. They, they got the good soundtracks. I mean, Chris Graner is one of my favorite composers that did some awesome stuff. Definitely, so. definitely. Jeff? I'm going to go with Xenon, and I love the sound effects. It's hypnotic. The way the female voice is sampled as the bumpers are hit, it's just the beat of it. It's just, everything about it. The sound effects have that 80s twist to it, so I will say Xenon sound effects. Xenon! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, yeah, and I, Xenon, we've talked a lot about on this show. Uh, Suzanne, you know, being a pioneer for for sound engineering as it comes to pinball, it's, it's, a, it's a great game, and, and the sounds on it are absolutely amazing. All right, we'll move on to question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be side art. This can be uh, back glass or play field art, a combo of the three. And we'll start with you, Rob. Your favorite pinball art package? Uh, I think I always like Circus Voltaire. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. I love that one. Especially if you add the side mirrors. 
Yes, those mirrored blades just do yeah, add something. Everything really, I think it looks good. Now, I, I have a soft spot for this because I love this artist. His his stuff is great, and that's Paul Ferris. Uh, if it's whether if it's Paragon or it's Lost World or it's the Phantom of the Opera, when Paul put and did these, I mean, if you ever see Paul's portraits, I mean, he does. These are huge pictures that he's painted freehand in oil, and they became back classes. And Paul's just he, every time I see one of his art pieces, it's like I got to own one of those in my collection because it's it's Paul. Definitely, I I love that answer. And Jeff, I'm going to say Attack from Mars. I love the playfield art, and I love the way that's packaged, and I love the way that the lights kind of flow with that with that with that playfield in the art. So I'm going to say Attack from Mars. Uh, I love it. Uh, that, that That is a great, like, all-inclusive, like, art package. It really is very cohesive. All right, question number five. And this is going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard for you, Rob, because you literally own, like, all the games. What is your grail pin? What is the one pinball machine that you wanted to own above all others that you are chasing down? Or is it already part of your collection? And we'll start with you, Rob. Okay, well, it's, it's already part of it. Yeah, I think I was like, he probably has his grail. <laughs> but, but the one, let me think. Dave, remember, do you remember that the one I wanted to get? Oh, it's called Dragon. And it's it's made uh, by a Spanish company. But it's oh, got yeah. very odd drop targets that uh, when you hit them, it, it makes this weird sound. But I was looking for that game. I don't know why for the longest time because I had heard it and seen it. But that's one of them, and I'd say also as a backup, some of the early Stern titles were hard to find that I was able to find. Iron Maiden and some of the others. Stargazer was a real tough one to find. Real tough, by the way. People out there in in, uh, flea market sales land. Man, that game was tough to find. And I will tell you, Lauren, Rob does still own uh, a Texan which was his second game he ever owned. And I remember being down there and he still had, is that, that baby face, the one that you had as a child? Yeah. So his pins are from all those years are still in his basement. So you that's know, amazing. He's, yeah. He's a collector. So Dave, do you have, do you own your grail or are you still searching for it? What, what is it? You know, the funny thing is, is as being a collector, um, my grail just keeps changing. I get it. And then it's like, Oh, I got it. You know, theater magic was always one of my grail pins, uh, Indiana Jones. Because I had to give it up at one point, then I got it back. But I, I hate this. I mean, every time I, I say that, I, there's always the next one. Uh, one of them that I think is one of the most iconic games that most people don't get to play, and I love playing it every time I go to Rob's house because he has one. Is Big Bang Bar from Capcom? That is probably a lot of people's grail pin because yeah. it's and it the sounds are there the the play is there it's just in a phenomenal game all the way around and i know that um it, it's just sad that there's only what 200 or 300 in the world but that is definitely a a, a, a grail pin for a lot of collectors oh yeah and i would I, and if it, it came up and it was the right price for me i'd be yes bye <laughs> <laughs> uh jeff my grail pin and it's getting hard to find and it's very expensive um and it's not the remake. I, I, my grail pin is Monster Bash by by Bal- It's William by Williams, I think, right? Or is right. that one Bally? It's, uh, sometimes yeah. I forget which was which, but Monster Bash is definitely my grail game. 
I like that. Yeah, those are getting hard to track down now. At least the originals, not the yeah. And the rich, and to be honest, the originals just are just they're built with that Valley and Williams quality, and there's just something you just can't you know replicate. You can't replicate that. You can get close, and they Chicago's are great. Yeah, they're great games. But that one's definitely on my list. I love it. I love it. All right. I, I feel like this is kind of a, a an obvious question and answer for you guys. But um, besides Pinball Expo, because I know that's your number one event to go to, what is your favorite pinball tournament, event, con to either attend in or play in? Uh, I think the Dallas Pinball Show, they do a great job. And, and that's one show I look forward to uh, going to with my son. And um, that would be my answer. Expo is better, but Dallas is right there too. <laughs> and a lot of people talk about, you know, that TPF, you know, and Pinball Expo, those are like the two events to go to that are that are going to be more of like event, less tournament, whereas like Pinburg's just a big tournament. Um, yeah. But, you know, Expo and TPF, those are like actual, uh, like all-inclusive events. So Dave, what, what would be your uh, favorite well, event that- to attend or play in? Now, I, I have a little soft spot for this because I do love Expo. Expo is my number one thing. But, of course. You know, we, did, we didn't touch about this at all, and I, I, I kind of bad about this. But we, I have a place here in western New York called Pocketeer Billiards, which is the home to 80-plus pins. And we've hosted some uh, big tournaments there, and we do run a lot of um, league play. And I have to tell you, my going up there – once a week and meeting up with all my buddies and all the people just in the Western New York area to play pinball in a, in a big setting like that is just phenomenal. We catch up on everything. People tell me what I haven't heard, you know, and they say, Hey, have you heard Lauren's podcast? I'm like, no, I'll have to download it and play it on the way to work. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And we, we just share that. It's just the camaraderie of the, the community. Uh, and that's true about Expo or any of the pinball communities. I'm sure all the players love being part of their community. And that's how pinball is going to grow is keeping these communities growing. Definitely. Definitely. I love it. Jeff. I'm going to say Trent Augustine does this thing every summer called the summer pinball thing. Yep. And it's become my favorite thing. One, because Trent's 15 minutes up the road for me. And two, <laughs> How many shows or little fun things can you go to where you sit down in a, a in a, a chair and talk to Steve Ritchie about his love for cats and then get to talk to Dennis Nordman about Ohio State Buckeye football? So that was neat because I actually got to connect with some great designers on a different level and they just play pitball right out of a barn at Trent. So it's so cool. I've heard about that. Deborah was the first one to talk about it. And we've had a couple of guests talk about it on the show. We talked about it with the Columbus Bells as well. It sounds awesome. So that might have to be on my You wouldn't uh, see that of- coming either because Trent has a, a food truck out of the back of his barn. You, He stacks his pinball machines to make room to put the... It's just so cool. A lot of guests. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Next question. Who or whom would you like to play pinball with the most? This person can be living or deceased. Anybody in history, who would you like to play pinball with the most? Rob, since I know you have your answer ready. So I, have, I just thought about a second answer. My son's number one. We are bonding time playing. But I'd say Roger Daltrey from The Who. <gasps> nice. Because, you know, we all like that song. And when that song came out, man, I, I, I couldn't think of a – greater song and even to this day 
when I hear that song played, it, it just uh, get get your blood pumping. So yeah, I know that is my is my uh, answer. I love it. I love it, Dave. Well, mine mine is kind of funny. It's the very first expo I ever went to. I walk up, and I had met this guy already a couple times, and he's standing there and he's playing, and then he just finished his game. He goes, "Would you like to play a game?" And I said, "Sure." So it was my very first expo. I got to play a game with Roger Sharp. And oh, I'm, I love it. I'm telling you, the friendship grew really quick. Uh, we had to play a best out of three because uh, I beat him on the first game. He got me on the second and then the third. But we had a real fun time on that in that game. And, and, and from that whole expo, he kept saying, did you play this other machine? Did you go play this machine? And then and, and I was like, not yet. I have to get over there. And, um, you know, expo was really big for me to meet a lot of my icons and heroes. And, you know, that's why Rob put the show on is to meet your, your heroes as it is. And, um, um, I've talked to Roger. I actually talked to Roger just the other day. He's doing really well. So his health is, he's doing good and he may be part of Expo this year. We'll just have to wait and see. (gasps) That's so exciting. He's my, he's my answer to that question. I have uh, chatted with Josh and I chat a little bit with Zach, um, but I've never met Roger Sharp and he's like my, the person I want to play with the most. And I keep on trying to tell myself there's going to be a point where you meet him, Lauren, and don't be weird. Don't fangirl out. Don't be weird. <laughs> but uh, but I love that. I love the fact that it was just like a random meeting at your first expo. I feel that like that's very fortuitous. I, I love that. All right, Jeff, who would be your, your person? I would say hands down right now, it would be Metallica, the whole band. I wanted the Metallica <laughs> to come to my house. I would want to get Trent to bring down one of his Metallica games. And I'd want to film us playing with Metallica. That would be pretty cool. Okay, that's pretty awesome. I love that. I love that. That I I mean, it would be so much fun. I always think about that, the picture of James Hetfield, you know, playing Metallica. I, and I think yeah. it would be so much fun to to play on their machine with them. Um, oh, I love those. Those are great answers, you guys. I love it. All right, we're we're wrapping up the the question segment here with our final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has never been created by a major pinball manufacturer, but that you would like to see come to life. And we'll start with you, Rob. Well, I've always been a a fan of uh, Japanese uh, uh, culture and Japanese TV shows and so forth. And there's there's a uh, character called Ultraman. So uh, I've talked to Dave and Jeff about it over the years. and said, wouldn't that be cool to have an Ultraman pinball machine? But that, that would be my dream machine. Is to see that, that that made that title made into a game. All right, I like that one. I I ha- I do know who Ultraman is, and I, I we haven't had that on the show yet. So yeah. ah, good. Yeah, so we have a we've had about s- almost seventy episodes, and that's the first time Ultraman's come up. So I love it. All right, David, what would be your uh, dream theme? Well, actually, my dream theme almost got made and got shut off and actually rob and rob would have loved to seen this pinball too and it was mad magazine i have been a mad magazine fan for years i love alfred e newman i love spy versus spy i love mcaf i love all the characters that mad magazine used to put in the parodies and all the movies and so forth daddy east was making a spy versus uh sorry a mad magazine pinball and it was going to be huge. It even had an Alfred E. Newman head in it where you lock the balls. And it was just it was just going to be this crazy thing. And then it got scrapped. And, oh. But so I still have pictures and I love some stuff. And it's kind of my grail to find, you know, some of that documentation on Mad Magazine uh, pinball. 
I love that. Yeah, I know. I think I think we've had had one other person mention Mad Magazine, but um, I think it would be really creative and really interesting. So nice, nice choice. All right, Jeff, rounding it out. Dream theme. I have two. It's tied, and I have to say these real fast. <laughs> one is a home run. It's Scooby Doo. You got to get Scooby Doo out there. I cannot believe that's not been made. And two, a theme you might not think about that would be even bigger. It'd be Cheers. I would love to see a Cheers. <laughs> pinball machine there's so many call outs so many great one-liners so many characters i think cheers would be a really unique theme in the in the superhero era i think cheers would be awesome yeah you know what? i would love it because it would be so different from all the superhero stuff we get and, i mean you know i mean it, the call out would be norm you know norm, norm walking into the bar and then the rips from carla and sam's yeah. love of ladies so there's so many great and, things and about cheers and Cliff Clavin's bad little noted facts. Yeah, at, at yeah. The ball I mean, you know, the, ball, the Cliff when mode. it drains through the hole is blah blah yeah. blah. You know, I mean, you could just throw There's, all those in there. It's just a fun. It would be a great fan. I mean, just a yeah, th- great theme across the board. Both of those and Scooby Doo. Gosh, lots to do with that. A lot of celebrities. A lot of great voice stuff. And the theme would be a home run. Hey, oh Dave, yeah, Dave and Jeff. Just a suggestion. Only one guy I know could do all these games, Joe Camacow. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah. I'm surprised that Scooby-Doo hasn't gotten made. Like, I actually am surprised about that. Because it's it's been around for so long. Cheers, I will say, when you immediately said it, I was like, "Hmm." but now the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, I would definitely want to play it. (laughs) Phenomenal. Hey, Lauren, real quick. My number one theme would have been the Big Lebowski. I got to play that last night. Wow. That is great by Dutch yeah. pinball. So that one was made, but that's a great theme. That and and, and Lauren too. to be with the, um, the old time um, owners of pinball, my favorite pin would be the next one, whatever oh, is next nice. coming out, you know, whatever, it. you know, that's a good they, answer. They, that, you know, the next one is always good. So, you know, it's, ne- it's, it's, it's cool. like Dave, it's like pizza. They're all yes. good. You just, you know, the, what, what, you give me want, another what slice. Kind of yeah. Give me another yeah. slice. <laughs> One final note for your audience. And that is this. And I think all these, all these people here can attest to it, including Lauren, but a lot of games that we've mentioned, or I should say a lot of the older EM games, you know, I'm finding and seeing that more newer collectors and players are starting to gravitate and enjoying the EM games. So I guess what I'm what trying to mention is that uh, for all you out there on this podcast, give the EMs a shot. And also I wanted to say to you that um, a lot of people own EM games and they uh, they clean the play fields and plug it in and, and attempt to sell it. But the EM games are truly the most fun is when you go through the mechanics of it, the mechanisms, clean them up and put some effort into it. Because I have a game made in 1960 called Texan, which is Dave mentioned, but it's his next favorite game. But to, to see that game, you would walk by it probably nine out of ten times. But when you play this game that's been totally redone, it's really a fun, fun game. And you would never know it. So uh, it's something I think it would be fun to put a push out there to the podcast world that uh, these old games can be truly be fun but they're even a lot more fun if someone makes the effort to uh, bring them back to life. 
I think that's a wonderful way to, to end the show. Listeners, again, I'm going to put all of the information about Pinball Expo in the show notes. We'll hear about the new stuff, but we'll be able to see some of those uh, classic gems in, in Rob's basement and I'm sure in other uh, videos that are going to be shown throughout the event. Uh, Pinball Expo is going to be taking place Wednesday, October 14th through Saturday, October 17th. You can watch it via pinballexpo.com and of course on Twitter. Which, and again, I'll put all of those links in the show notes. Rob, David, Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show and taking time out of your day to chat with uh, my listeners about Pinball Expo. I wish you guys all the best. I hope uh, everything goes well. And I can't wait to be at Pinball Expo. It's already on my calendar for 2021 in person so we can hang out and play some pinball live. But um, again, thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!